Growing Up Somali in Maine, today on The World. I'm Marco Werman. You're a Somali immigrant in Lewiston, Maine, and the mayor says to you, Just don't try to insert your culture, which obviously isn't working, into ours, which does. But one young Somali woman in Lewiston is trying to bridge the cultural gap, and her success is a point of family pride. Basically, I'm holding a very, like, powerful seat in the house right now. Her stories ahead, plus a crowded refugee camp doesn't offer much privacy. When I go there, I started questioning, like, how did people make sex? How did they sleep together? And that led to some intimate portraits of refugee bedrooms. Those stories, plus the film set in Turkey vying for an Oscar, ahead on the world. Glad you could make it here. We kick off in Europe today, Denmark specifically. It's one of the countries struggling to cope with the arrival of large numbers of refugees. And there are signs the welcome is not what it used to be. Today, the Danish parliament approved a new law that allows the government to seize the assets of asylum seekers, as in any cash or valuables that they have in excess of $1,500 when they enter Denmark. The UN says that may violate international rules on refugees, and many in Denmark are appalled by the idea. Jesper Tobo Carlson is the political editor for Politiken newspaper in Copenhagen. It's very much a divider in Denmark. Polls suggest that about half the population in Denmark supports this, and and the other half uh, is either sort of indifferent or very much against it. So, so it's definitely a divider. So where would you say we're at in terms of frustration among Danes with the arrival of these new migrants, especially since last summer when we saw a really kind of welcoming attitude among a lot of Europeans toward the migrants? Where are we at today? The atmosphere has definitely changed uh, over the last six months. Uh, in Denmark, you could definitely detect a, a very uh, open atmosphere in, in September, October, when there was a sudden rise in the uh, number of asylum seekers. And you can see from polls that most Danes supported uh, that we should not only accept uh, asylum seekers, but we should also cooperate in Europe between the European countries about how we divide them between us. This atmosphere has changed, and the atmosphere is somewhat harsher now. And the political rhetoric is much harsher. Your kind of notion that the policy brings migrants into line with Danes who are out of work and they have to sell assets above a certain level to claim unemployment benefits. So why not the migrants? I mean, if the government is rationalizing it that way, I'm wondering if there's a risk of aggravating the anger that unemployed Danes have with the migrants whom they see as potentially taking jobs they might otherwise get. Yeah, that. That is an issue, and that is definitely also an issue when we discuss, as as we do now also in Denmark, how the, all these new immigrants should uh, and asylum seekers should be a part of the labor force in Denmark. There's a debate in Denmark, as in other European countries, should they be allowed to, to work for, for lesser pay, or, or should uh, employers be allowed to to hire them for less money, which would probably be a good thing for um, bringing people into the workforce, but it could aggravate the latent anger in uh, the working population if jobs were offered for less wage. So that is an issue. Yeah, and also once the assets are seized of asylum seekers, aren't they in kind of even more limbo? That is uh, a big concern that has been raised. It has been ignored by the by the government, but uh, you could certainly make the argument that as a tool of integration, this is counterproductive because 
if you are stripped and have basically nothing, you're further away from being a citizen and taking part in Danish society. So, Jesper, what do you think? Will uh, this uh, new legislation actually dissuade migrants from entering Denmark? Um, I think when migrants make a decision about fleeing their country, where to go, uh, it's a factor of many things. And the atmosphere in one country or another probably plays a, a role, but I think a minor role. Jesper Tobel Carlson, the political editor for the Politiken newspaper in Copenhagen. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Northern France is another place that's attracted a large number of migrants and refugees. Many are living there now in large camps, often in terrible conditions. One of those camps is near the city of Dunkirk. Migrants there stay in tents that rise up from the mud. And now that it's winter, it's hard to stay warm. But some of the migrants have found a haven at a cafe just across from the main train station. Our own Adeline Sear paid a visit. From the 